This episode of the MGMA podcast is brought to you by Walmart Business. It's the Walmart you love, now for business. Get everything you need for your staff and patients in one place. Enjoy big savings on health and safety products, cleaning supplies, over-the-counter medications, and much more. And don't forget the break room snacks. Create a free account today and start shopping at business.walmart.com. That's business.walmart.com. Healthcare is complicated, but you don't have to navigate the complexities alone. Care Allies collaborates with physician organizations to solve some of the toughest challenges on the path to value-based care. As your organization works to effectively manage your more vulnerable patient populations, enhance outcomes, and improve data analytics, Care Allies brings the people, technology, and processes to support you so you can focus on practicing medicine. Visit careallies.com to see how they can help to radically simplify value-based care. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We are back with Christy Good for another installment of Ask an Advisor. Uh, Christy is a Senior Advisor at MGMA and manages uh, Ask an Advisor along with a ton of other stuff. Christy, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Sure. So you and I were talking offline about Ask an Advisor. I know we have talked about how people can access it and that sort of thing. Let's just go over that because you said there is a name change or some other information there. So let's do that before we get into this week's question. So if somebody went to the website, how would they find it to drop a question in there? If you go to our website, you'll now see this little green button off to the right on probably almost every page you go to on our website, and it says Ask MGMA. And if you were to click on that, you have a number of dropdowns from where you can choose to um, send your question to. Uh, if you want to come to Ask an Advisor um, or someone like myself that would be an expert in an area, you would just do the drop down that says um, practice management expert advice. And then that question would get to me. Perfect. Okay. Just thank you for that. And everyone, thanks for uh, coming over to the new website. I know for y'all, the address may look the same. It's mgma.com, but you may notice that it looks a lot different. It's because it is different. It's the same address, but our IT team and everybody else at MGMA spent a lot of time working on that, on this new website and migrating things over there. So part of that was getting this Ask MGMA button on there so y'all can just easily, just like Christy said, whatever page you're on, look at look for that green button there ask mgma and click on that and you'll get just about any question answered we're not quite chat gpt level but uh, <laughs> we we you can get a lot of mgma questions answered so it's pretty cool so um christy tell us about this week what 
have you been hearing? What the, has the chatter been like? What kind of questions are you hearing um, through that Ask MGMA button these days? Well, the one that I thought we'd talk about today is we've had a, a number of questions around um, NPP, which is the same nurse practitioner, advanced practice practitioner, um, kind of around their compensation models. And so I thought we'd just kind of go over some of the most common compensation models and then, you know, what what might be some new ways to think about compensation for um, those nurse practitioners or those APPs. Okay. So give us just a little bit of background. Is there anything else you want to historically or anything else you want to tell us about NPs and APPs just so we kind of set the stage for it? Sure. Historically, they were, most were salaried employees. So they have a fixed salary and um, that was just kind of it. I mean, you knew what you were getting paid um, and there really was no compens no adjustment to compensation based on productivity or um, maybe specialty. Uh, and so they've be some, there's been some changes in compensation models now that more NPPs or APPs um, are in the workforce. And uh, some, as we'll go through, are doing some different ways to kind of say, what, what would the compensation model look like to entice more APPs um, to the practice and also make them feel valued and compensated for what they do? Okay, perfect. Well, thank you for that. So let's get into it. I know you were sharing some info with me offline about some of the most common compensation models for NPs in medical practices. So break that down for us. Sure. Now, again, with any of these compensation models, they can vary by practice um, because of a number of factors, right? So such as education and experience, the scope of practice that an APP might be um, doing in their clinic, the geographic location, uh, practice setting, patient volume, the performance of that employee, uh, market demand, and even the specialty. So all those can affect the common compensation models. And so those are things that you just need to remember when you're deciding what works best for you and your practice. Um, so some of the most common compensation models is the fixed salary, like we talked about. That is historically um, the most typical one. It's usually based on experience, education, scope of practice, like we mentioned, and it allows a predictable income for the, the APP, but also it allows you to budget pretty easily too. That's your fixed salary. Um, so when you're budgeting salaries uh, for your FTEs, it's a pretty common and easy one to use. Um, sometimes you'll see different um, hourly rate compensation models. That's if you are fluctuating like patient volume or if your nurse practitioner or APP uh, is maybe working irregular hours. Um, another one is like a production-based one. So that one is based on the amount of revenue that is generated by the practice. It can be calculated using a variety of metrics such as patient seen, 
complexity of cases or number of procedures performed. Um, I know there are some that are production based. I've heard um, it's the old eat what you kill. It's not the best um, term for it, but um, <laughs> I know there's physicians on that too, but I, yeah. I, I don't think that that's always the best model. Um, a lot of people way back when too, um, the physicians a long time ago went to an RVU-based model where APPs necessarily were not on an RVU-based model. And that um, gave you kind of the compensation um, where RVUs are measured, a measure of complexity and so, um, and you and resource utilization. So they, their compensation is then calculated on the RVUs generated through patient visits and procedures. And that's a very common one these days. Um, we are tracking data now through Data Dive for APPs on the RVU-based model. Um, so we have seen more people starting to move their NPPs from a fixed salary to a more RVU-based model. Um, and then you might have, I've also talked to many practices where they kind of have that mix. They have a salary, but then they give them some incentive. So some RVU or productivity bonus. Uh, they receive a base salary, but then they can earn additional compensation based on their productivity measures uh, and how many patients they've seen and the complexity of those patients. So, so some group still do fixed salary, not many hourly, but mostly fixed salary. Mm -hmm. Some have been moving to RVU based or RVU and salary and RVU based. Those are the more typical ones that I've seen. Um, and then some have some incentives like bonuses. Um, some private practices are saying, well, I have a, a provider, an MPP or APP that, you know, has done all this and we wanted to give them that opportunity to have some bonus like our like our physicians. And so they might add an incentive um, based portion. So again, it's that kind of a mixed model and it really depends on what works for your group and what your group's doing. Um, and some private practices even allow NPPs or APPs to um, do some profit sharing. So some partnership hmm. uh, as more and more are going into the practice um they're they're starting to offer some partnership or partnership or profit sharing with um those NPPs APPs okay which is kind of a cool idea for them it really is it really is well thanks for sharing all that that was a lot to uh kind of <laughs> take in so everybody we are going to provide some different resources when we publish this so you'll be able to click right through and see exactly what Christy's talking about there. So according to what you were telling me earlier, there are also some trends that have been emerging. Um, tell us about those trends. What are some of the key ones that you're keeping an eye on? Um, well, there are a couple that um, we have been seeing a few organizations or practices um, trying. We know that value-based pay has been out there for a while. It's been kind of slow to um, take on or move fully into for many practices just because of a 
you know, a number of different um, reasons, but um, some some of those merchant trends is a value-based pay where the shift towards value-based care, um, you have medical practices starting to offer um, APPs compensation based on the quality of care they provide rather than just the quantity. So not so much how many patients you see, but the quality of it. And in order to do that, you need metrics, right? So mm -hmm. such metrics as like patient outcomes, patient satisfaction, or adherence to evidence-based guidelines. So things that you can truly track and then compensate for in value-based care um, is another way. Um, we've seen also some team-based care. So the whole concept of of working together to provide care, um, they're starting to compensate for those performance metrics as a care team, as a whole, rather than an individual provider. So again, how do they meet those outcomes, but as a group? So how do they work, collect work collaboratively together um, to improve patient outcomes is another way to look at it and mm -hmm. to compensate for the care that's provided and the work that's provided. Um, we've also seen some loan repayment strategies in the compensation. So some, some practices, especially with new APPs or those going maybe for some specialty um, certifications, some loan repayment, as part of their compensation package. So it's a new trend where before a nurse practitioner might just be hired on salary or an APP hired on salary, they weren't given really bonuses or incentives um, or like loan repayment. So we're starting to see that um, in some of the compensation packages. And just like I mentioned, it's like bonuses, right? So if you're medical practice has met certain goals related to patient care, such as reducing like hospital readmission or improving patient satisfaction or your quality improvement initiatives. They're offering bonuses back to those um, APPs for their participation in um, those metrics and those mm -hmm. goals. Okay. Things um, that maybe we never thought about before when we did compensation packages. Right. It does look like practices are being really innovative. And as you and I have talked about offline and our whole edit team and content team, we've just seen that there's just a lot of competition out there with the limited uh, potential staffers that you can have. So you got to look at ways to kind of reel them in, so to speak. Um, I know, again, you and I were having a chat uh, before we hit record and you were giving me some ideas of some different resources. They might be toolkits. They might be some of our data reports, a little bit of everything. Just tell us what are some of those resources out there? And again, everybody, we can provide you with direct links to those so you can click right on them and learn even more about them. So what's out there, Christy? Uh, we actually have a sample physician compensation model um, tables where we give you an example of an RVU, work RVU, a tiered work RVU, a net revenue and a partnership comp compensation model um, in our toolkit. And it's called the Physician Compensation Model Tables Toolkit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I like that's catchy. 
<laughs> and so those are like some examples that you can look at. We call it physician compensation, but it can be used for APPs as well to just yeah. model and see what it might look like. Um, we also, MGMA just released a provider compensation data report for 2023 that we can link to as well. And that's available to members and non-members with a condensed version of, of the data in our July Connection magazine, which we are happy to link to as well. Mm -hmm. um, that just goes over some compensation um, models and what's going on with provider compensation. Um, we do know that in a recent stat poll that is part of that data report, um, in May 16th of this year, we asked, and 47% of medical groups are tying quality performance metrics to their physician compensation. So we do know that quality um, and value-based metrics are important part of the physician compensation and more likely would be part of an APP's compensation as well. Okay. Well, Christy, thanks for sharing those resources with us. And then I know that a lot's been going on with MGMA's data dive. What else can you share with us about that? Um, well, data dive is a great resource because you can get to those benchmarks for compensation and productivity and some of our value metrics um, through MGMA data dive. So if you're a member, an org member, you may already have access. If you're an individual member, you're, you're a, allowed three free data points a year. Um, or you can even talk to our sales team and get more data if you need more data. But our data dive allows you or allows practices to compare their compensation rates with national, regional, and specialty-specific benchmarks. And so if you're trying to, and if you want to remain competitive and you want to see if your compensation package is competitive, I think our benchmarks for in data dive are a great resource to do so. Okay. Now, I had mentioned that staffing shortage earlier. You had shared some information from AMA with me about the physician shortage that we're dealing with in healthcare. What else can you share with us about that? What What's going on there? Um, I, I heard it actually today online, as well as reading some stuff from the AMA and many other places, but they do say that we're gonna have a, a shortfall of physicians within the next 12 years. And um, we know that we've had an increase in APPs in a practice. So it is gonna be really important. Not only are our practices always, they're always focused on their physician compensation models, but it'll be very important for practices to focus on their APPs as well, um, just to so they can remain competitive in the marketplace and to make sure that they are being able to serve those patients that are coming to their practice in some way. Okay. Before we sign off then, I know we started the show with it with this, but um, it's good to end this way too. Tell us one more time, uh, <laughs> how do they get in touch with you? What's that Ask MGMA uh, link? How do, we, how do people access that? Sure. So you just go to our website and there's that Ask MGMA little green button. And you would click on that. And you, if you wanted to talk to someone like myself or one of our um, industry experts, you would pick practice management expert advice and then from the drop down list. And then you could put your question in there. And then someone would get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. 
Okay, that's great. And thanks, everybody. We just want to make sure that you know that um, the resources are available to you. It, we get in internal meetings and we'll do uh, surveys of the members and we'll, you know, Christy and I are, you know, steeped in this every day. So we just assume that y'all all know that these resources are available, but then uh, some of this survey data will tell us that, hey, a certain percentage didn't know this was available and didn't know how easy it was to just click on that green button and then drop in a question for Christy or our other experts to let them know what you're dealing with and so we can get some solutions uh, sorted out for you. So um, that's going to do it for this episode of Ask an Advisor. Uh, Christy, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you again in about two weeks or so. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, this is going to do it for this episode of Ask an Advisor. I'm Daniel Williams, joined today by Christy Good. We will sign off at this point, but uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. And please, please just reach out to us. Let us know if you do have those questions. That's what we're here for. Happy to help. Uh, thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. The popular buzzword we've been seeing everywhere is AI. But what we all want to know is how we can implement and use it to our advantage. When it comes to improving margins, accelerating cash flow, and optimizing staff performance, there's a one-stop shop using cloud-based predictive analytics. MGMA Analytics is your AI-enabled tool that upscales technology you've already been paying for, so you can silo your disparate systems and make data-backed business decisions. Visit mgma.com analytics and see how AI can revolutionize your finances and operations. Again, visit mgma.com analytics today.